Hi everybody, my name is Shannon Daniels and thank you for joining another episode of Coffee and Conversation. Today I am joined by Stacy Cohen, who is the CEO of Co-Communications, which is a full service uh, PR and marketing agency. And so we're gonna be hearing from Stacy in just a moment. A little bit, little bit about myself, I am a communication and public speaking expert and also the founder and CEO of Encaptive, which is an interactive presentation platform that transforms your presentations, those boring PowerPoints, into interactive experiences for your audiences that help convert them to customers, donors, or fans before they walk out the door. So Stacy, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I have been in public relations communications for about 20 years now actually a little bit more than that, 28, and it goes very fast. And uh, I've had my company, though, Co-Communications, for 20 years. And prior to that, I was with CBS and also a big advertising agency, Y&R. And I've always had the entrepreneurial DNA. I started my first business when I was 14. And, uh, you know, I used to say when I worked at, at CBS that you needed eyes in the front and the back of your head. Now you need like sensors every part of your body with a 24-7 news cycle. So I'm so excited to be here and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And today's topic, we, we actually came in today thinking we were talk about personal branding. <laughs> and then we got to talking yes. before the session and said, wait a minute, we should be talking about PR. How do you get yourself into the news? So this is a really spontaneous today and I'm very excited about that because Stacy is an absolute expert in this field, has been doing this for decades now yes. and she knows how to help people get into the news, how to get their businesses promoted. And so uh, we're gonna jump right in here with that. I love the spontaneity, <laughs> it's Me great, too. it's great, love it. So let's first start out by talking about what PR is for our listeners. I always like to break it down. Absolutely. There can be a lot of confusion. People hear these terms yes. all the time, but yes. get a true understanding of yes. what PR is. And, and there is a lot of, of confusion. Public relations is about getting closer to your public. And depending on the business you are, every business has their respective target audiences. Now, a lot of people get public relations mixed up with media relations, you know, and, and think that PR is just getting a New York Times article or being on CNN, and it's so much more than that. Because to get closer to your target audience, there's a number of, of methods to do that. So one, of course, is media relations, and we'll talk about that more in depth. The other is, public speaking. So for a lot of our clients, we'll do speaker programs. We'll get them out there speaking at industry conferences. We uh, will do webinars for them. And, and again, that is part of building thought leadership, which is a very important part of public relations because we want to help our CEOs uh, or business owners, or in the case of a nonprofit executive directors, become an expert in their respective field. And um, public relations, it's interesting because uh, Bill Gates once said, if I was down to my last dollar, I'd spend it on PR. And I have to agree with that because PR is really, really effective in, in brand building. Yeah. And if you think about it, the, some of the confusion with PR and advertising is, you know, 
PR is a privilege. Advertising is, is a right. So you can say company, you know, my company XYZ, um, you know, is great at doing this, but having, you know, PR again is earned media. So it really is a privilege. Again, advertising is, is a right. And so with public relations, it's third party endorsement. And by having a uh, reporter uh, write on you or, or being on broadcast, it's really powerful. Think about it when you just even get to a website and, yeah. and you see on the bottom scrolling as seen in Forbes, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. And it's like right away, it, right, yeah. right away you form an impression. And these days more than ever, we all have to be masters of first impressions. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things you touched on there, which is something that's near and dear to my heart and really important to me is public speaking, yes. obviously. I mean, I built an entire application yes. around public yes. speaking and facilitating public speaking. And one of the questions I get a lot is, hey, is this a webinar software? And I say, well, while it can be used that way, it wasn't built that way. And that's not our mission as a company. You know me, you know that yes. I'm very much driven about in-person communication right, right and that's part of what i'm trying to do from a public relations standpoint is bring people together have that high touch in-person type of yes. thing going on and i'll ask you to talk a little bit more about that but i think public speaking is so important and one of the things i talk with people about is how when the new age of technology came along and we started having this ability to talk to people across the yes. world via a screen, uh, we started, the pendulum swung way that way and everybody yes. started doing that. Everybody started communicating via these screens. And while that's great and it helps save costs and it helps us talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime at the click of a button, there's also something that gets lost in that. And so I'm always encouraging people to go out, give talks. Yeah. Just it's it's a great way to yes. build credibility, to let people know you're an expert in your field, to connect with your public. Yes. And people, it, it's kind of a lost art in a way. There's still a lot of it happening, conferences, events, and things like that. But I feel like the proliferation of it, um, it went away for a while, and people are starting to swing it's, back. It's absolutely that. starting to come back. And a lot of our clients will, you know, a lot of our clients will hire us just to get them speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. And, and the benefit of that, well, there's a couple of things. One is that many of them say that they're very likely to walk out with, with a client. Yeah. You know, because there's still nothing, like you said, that replaces face to face. Yeah. The other thing is, is that you That's have you face -face, right, exactly, exactly. Of course, of course. Virtually, I love yeah. doing it face to face. And the great thing about speaking is you have another piece of content. So it's also about how are you going to leverage that speaking opportunity. So you have all of your social channels to mm -hmm. flow it through. You um, you can send an e blast, but also think about it. And, and depending on the on uh, the conference itself, because you always want to ask for for permission, is that you want to be able to send out a news release that you will be speaking at this conference. Mm -hmm. And then when you're speaking at the conference, grab some video snippets, and then again, put that through your different channels. Yeah. So again, it's, it's also about leveraging it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And so I want to stay on public speaking for just a minute here because you had a great point about 
how it's um, it's another way to get in front of your audience and it's another way to get leads and generally you get sales out of it and the way I look at it is if people are coming to hear you talk you've already passed the first step of the lead funnel those people are no longer cold leads they're warm leads they've walked in the door they care about what you're talking about they want to hear from you yes so you're already at the next step if there's people in that audience listening to you and then the fact that you're in person you're creating a deeper connection with them even if it's an audience of 500 or a thousand if you're doing your storytelling yes. and you're speaking in the right way you're building a rapport and a connection with every single one of those people in that audience so I think that's Absol a really powerful absolutely thing. absolutely when you talk about conversion so why will someone buy from anyone it's mm -hmm. it's about trust yeah. so in order to build trust you first need uh, you know the likability factor yeah. and then you need continuous engagement and you know again people buy based on emotion and trust yeah. is such an important factor and and there's nothing that will replace face-to-face -face. there was actually there's a study that came out recently that said um, you know that was talking about like you know email conversations or text versus meeting uh, a new business opportunity face-to-face -face. Mm -hmm. and it was like 3,000 percent like more powerful than yeah. you know than, than again not the face-to-face -face. yeah so when I was talking to another entrepreneur about what the purpose of Incaptive is, which is bringing people together face-to-face -face for those in-person interactions and providing the data and analytics that you get from technology in that kind of thing, I, he was like, okay, well, it's, and I was trying to explain the value in it and all of that, that 3,000%, that's a great statistic, I'm gonna steal that I'll look you. for it, Let yeah. me, I, I wanna be sure, I definitely wanna but, be sure. But, when we were kind of bouncing back and forth, he sent me a little message that said, the handshake is mightier than the mouse click. And I was like, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, that's, that's what great. it is. I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. It's it's so true because because again, by looking someone into the eyes, that's you know, that's really the true connection. Yeah. That's really the true connection. Yeah. Now we've done a bit of speaking about um, public speaking. What are some other um, aspects of PR, other ways that people can go about getting PR for their business. Okay, or and creating PR. Well, well, yes, yeah. because again, media coverage again is different than just creating relations with your public. Right, and I just want to make another comparison between advertising and public relations. So, again, advertise. I always say advertising, you pay, and publicity, you pray, because again, you've got to have a good story. You have to have a good story. That's like really the essence of it. It has to have value. So if you're looking at, you know, uh, um, something, let's say that your company is doing, like let's say it just uh, released a, a new service. You, you want to make sure that it has a news value close to 10. If it doesn't, you have to, um, you know, like, like reframe it in a certain way. For example, a company that has a milestone anniversary, let's say a 25th year anniversary, yes, that is newsworthy, but you want to pair that with something and typically what we do for our clients if, when they have this milestone anniversary is we'll pair it with some goodwill 
kind of community effort, yeah. you know, and give back to the community. Or, um, you know, like a 25th year anniversary could be like 25 good deeds, you know, throughout the year. So again, you know, you, you need to, with communications in general, I always say three buckets. One is strategic, you know, so it's, it's this high level, 12,000 foot view. And so you have to question what, you know, again, what is the story? Who is my target audience? What is the objective of the outcome? And, and again, the relevance to your audience is critical. And then what, who are the media you're going to push this out to? Because you want to make sure that, you know, the story is important, but equally important is, is your media list. You know, if you're, for example, trying to get something out about your, you know, your new company, you know, your new company is um, probably um, not going to resonate with with beauty bloggers, you yeah. know, it's, it's just, you know, it's not, it's more the technology reporters and, and, you know, it could be like HR. So you really want to think clearly about your media list. So again, one part of it is packaging the story and the other part is, is distributing it, but you have to think like a reporter, right? So if you, if you, and you know, a lot of our clients will say, you know, if I, get a New York Times article, that's a home run. And you know, the, how could I put this to you? The, the higher um, ranking a media, the more difficult it is to get in and the better your story better be. And it doesn't really matter if it's the New York Times or a local community paper, you want to do your homework. What does this reporter typically cover? So you wanna understand, everything the reporter has covered and maybe even you know give him a shout out or her a shout out for a, a recent um, article i remember really wanted to get one of my healthcare clients into cranes new york and and i wanted to find the right person and i and it was like a techie kind of story so found the right reporter and then uh you know and i really read the article that he wrote and i said you know similar to what you recently covered my client is similar because ABC. Yeah. So you wanna be able to connect the dots and media relations are critically important. They get hundreds and hundreds of, of emails a day. So you need to figure out how is your pitch going to stand out? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's basically a couple of tools to send out this news and hopefully be covered. One of them is the traditional news release, which is like a who, what, when, and where. But again, make sure the news value is high. Yep. And then there's something that we do called pitching. And pitching is, is again, a New York Times reporter or higher, uh, you know, um, higher tier media will typically not even look at a news release. They want a pitch that's really individualized to them. Mm -hmm. And you know, and to know that you're not bringing the same story to 30 other media outlets. So again, but within those two, the pitching and the news releases, there's, there's other tools. Um, one is called Harrow. Have you heard of Harrow? Yep. And I, actually you introduced yes, me to Harrow. Yes, I did. I, and yes. I've, I've actually got picked up in a couple of different things because I submitted 
uh, briefs, right. pitches right. To, to Harrow. Right. Yeah. So basically what Harrow is, it's help a reporter out. And so we get in about five feeds a day from reporters. They could be covering anything from biotech to, you know, they want to speak to someone who's, you know, a speaking expert to yeah. um, to pizza making and healthcare and more. And so we're plugging our clients in and pitching the reporter. And, you know, there's, there's definitely more local level uh, media, but, you know, and, and then you see more national media as well. So that's a great tool. And we also have something ProfNet. Harrow is free. And again, it's, it's Harrow, H-A-R-O. And ProfNet is um, is a, a subscription uh, through uh, PR Newswire, Cision, and so PR. So let's talk about like online distribution, and we were just having yeah. a conversation about it. So what we do for all our clients is well, let me put it to the, you this way: everything is about search. So you can optimize anything. You can optimize a tweet, a post, a blog. And so you want to do the same thing with your news releases, especially because everything is, is online and you want to create a, a very strong, positive digital footprint for, you know, for your brand. So what you're basically doing is you're taking the keywords that, um, you know, that help boost your search up in rankings and you're embedding them into the news release and then you send this news release out through a distribution service it could be pr newswire yeah. um, pr web there's also business wire there's a, a number of different distribution services and you know the fees range from you know 400 to 2500 plus and it's dependent upon the list that you choose and also the um you know if you want a multimedia release which i highly recommend so you would embed a video in it you could also embed images and it's also based on word counts so for example anything over 400 words you know like every every word over 400 words is is additional so again these services are great and I've just seen so many success stories. As a matter of fact, one of our clients, the Guiding Eyes for the Blind, and this was several years ago, the VP of Marketing called me. We had just sent out a news release about their gala, and it was featuring Eli Manning, and they got a call. She was so excited. <laughs> they got a call from a division of Procter & Gamble, Yukonuba, that they wanted to become a platinum sponsor and also donate dog food for multiple, multiple years. So again, there's many distribution services. And I just want to go back to packaging because you and I both, you know, are storytellers at, yeah. at heart. Packaging is so important. And I want to just give a quick example because I think this will bring everything that I said to light. We worked, oh, a client came to us, uh, you know, a, a senior living campus, in uh, Westchester County and you know independent living assisted living uh, and everything in between and they said you know we're, we're doing a cyber senior program with Pace University mm -hmm. and we want you to put out a news release so you know I take everything with a grain of salt and and there's been so much 
news out there over the past 10 years really about like these cyber senior programs. And while it's wonderful that a 90, you know, a 90 plus age person is emailing to their grandkids for the first time, I knew we needed more of a news hook. So I, you know, rather than just sending out a release like cyber, cyber senior program launched. So went back to my team and we spoke about it and we ended up suggesting to them to have a graduation program. So we created a visual. So whether the senior could um, physically get up on stage or needed a walker or a wheelchair, the Pace University students gave them a certificate oh, of completion really nice. for a 13 week class. And, and again, you know, it was so meaningful. Uh, I think, you know, besides getting incredible broadcast coverage, the uh, seniors felt so good about themselves and we had also asked the uh, executive director to invite their children, which is a very, you know, again, a news value from five to 10. Yeah, and so you've mentioned that a couple of times. So for the people that are listening and you gave some great examples, what do you mean by a 10? What takes something from being a five, six or seven to being a 10? And I want to unpack that. And then there's a lot that I was over here taking notes furiously with a lot of the things you're talking about. Because as you all can tell, Stacy is incredibly knowledgeable and in she's been doing it for a long time, which is why I'm so happy you're on this show talking about all this. And I'm glad we changed. I know. I know. We could do personal <laughs> branding another time. Yes. Um, but um, I want to start by unpacking what does it mean to be a one versus a five versus a ten, and then um, from there I have a couple other questions sure. based on some of the things that you shared. With sure, us. absolutely. So, in order to make news a ten, it has to be um, it has to be timely, uh, meaning that, uh, for example, if if uh, if there's a natural disaster and if you're an environmental consultant and you want to get the word out you probably shouldn't wait like four months after the disaster to start yeah. talking about it and this is something that we call news jacking have you ever heard of that I've heard that term yeah. I don't really know yeah. what it means so it's so like so really tell so, so it's, so it's okay is. so it's inserting yourself in the news cycle okay. so if you know that's why I said before that these days you need like sensors every part of the body. You've got to be, look, we all are our own news channel, right? Because we're broadcasting information. So we all need to be consumers of, of current news. And again, when the situation calls for it, if we're, in an, if we're an expert in that particular area, insert yourself into it. So if you see Jack Jones writes about uh, something where you feel, you know, you could feel like almost like a little twinge, like, oh, I wish he had interviewed me. And the only reason why he didn't interview you is because he didn't know you. So yeah. you've got to send an email and say, hey, you know, this was a great article, but did you also know that? Mm -hmm. And so you want to add to the story. So again, that's one way of of really, you know, you know, putting yourself out there because there's something there's something happening now, and media outlets know that their viewers or their readers they 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 are 
you know, soaking up this information and, you know, yeah. can't get enough and they want to hear from different experts. So and be relevant, be timely. It, I've heard this over yeah. and over again is um, read the people who would be writing about you, yes. right? And then yes. respond to them and prov provide value back, not expecting necessarily anything in return, but then that may turn into something in return, yes. correct? Yes, correct. And it's also sometimes creating strategic partners. Uh, we just did, we wanted to create a campaign for we're working with a, a city and we created a brand around it. It's peak scale, so it, it's called Take a Peak to look at all of the beauty, um, cultural arts, uh, um, and just the you know the businesses and the and the wonders of of Peekskill. So what we did is we partnered with Fuji Film and we created a photo exhibit. It was a great partnership. We got a hundred submissions and we actually then created an event. If appropriate, we really like events because uh, you know again it's it's definitely um, it creates a buzz and you're getting media there but you're also getting the public and a lot of times we'll invite like you know local business leaders or politicians mm -hmm. if if um, you know if it's the right kind of event but yes you know this was a campaign and it was probably a news value of six or seven mm -hmm. but once we we lifted it, created this this great partnership, and it was a sweepstakes. So there, you know, there were winners involved. Yeah. It just became that much more exciting. So then, again, remember, public relations and social media walk hand in hand. So people were posting, uh, you know, their entry online, and and so it, it just it spread very far and wide. And that's what you want to think of, because, you yeah. know, again, when you have a strategic partner that can help you get the news out, that's where one plus one is equal to three. Yeah, that's great. And one of the things that I've seen that's from a local perspective, at least helped me get coverage in the news is I got accepted into an incubator program and it was with a local law firm. So yeah. the local law firm actually contacted the newspaper to say, we've started this new program and we've accepted Shannon and Incaptive into this program as our very first um, company in residence for this program. And so they got a story on that and I got to meet the reporter and the photographers and all of that. And what I've done over the years is I've stayed in touch with that reporter yes. and just send him updates on yes. the company. Right. And I don't bug him all the time right. with every update right. or doing things that are just in captive centric or me centric. So I don't let him know about every little event I'm having. But for example, we just recently went out to the Silicon Valley. We were one of 323 companies out of 4,000 that applied to go out to this conference and be an exhibitor and be able to tell people at this large scale conference that's a, that's about a, our stuff. Yes. So I was looking at it like this is newsworthy yes. for Stanford. This Stanford-based startup is going out to the Silicon Valley, one of 323 um, companies representing over 50 countries in, around the world out of 4,000 from over 126 countries that applied and so that's newsworthy that and that so I is let him know about yes, that and i yes. actually got a thank you from the reporter saying thank you for this is this is great we like to stay up yes. to date on people we've done stories on he writes for the business section and he said we like to do stories and follow up on businesses that we've done stories on so if 
is that another technique is where well, I'm getting well, a, well, it is, if someone's yes. done a story on you, yes. stay in touch with stay them. Stay in touch. Don't pepper them with how often should you be contacting them and with what kind of thing. Right, because the, the I, I would say that the a, a rule, so to speak, is that a media outlet like Stanford Advocate probably won't cover the same company for you know more than once a year. But what I like what you did with it is that you were and you are a resource. So for example, we because everything is relationship building. When I met when I worked at CBS, it was actually written in my uh, job description pretty much that I had to take out one media contact a week for lunch and get to know them and it's great because you're bouncing story ideas off but you're also you're 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 developing a relationship yeah. and um and, and and you know again it goes with the same thing that I, I just said with trust media reporters go back to people that they trust and they have a relationship with. So it's, and then there's a whole nother thing because publicity breeds publicity. So the more that, for example, you expand on that and, you know, and start expanding your network of other reporters, they'll come back to you when, when they're writing a similar story. But let's just get back to the fact that you were a resource because there are times that, that you, you know, a reporter may speak to you for 10 minutes but there may not be a quote. They may end up using the information you give for just background information, and that's great. You know, at this point, because we've worked with reporters for, um, you know, for many, many years, a lot of times they'll come to us and say, do you know anyone that we can speak to about, you know, uh, the new local law in, you know, in Manhattan and, and real estate? And we might not have a client per se within our portfolio, but we will find them someone because again, we want yeah. to be a, a good resource for them and you know, and help them out. And media is stretched so thin these yeah. days. So again, it's it's even more important to go to them with a compelling story and also understand that if you do have an event, don't be disappointed if they don't show up because they are so stretched. Yeah. But make sure that you get them the photos, the you know, the video, mm -hmm. the post write-up that yep. they need to write the story. They really appreciate that. Yep. And to that point, um, there's a reporter that follows what we're doing with Stanford Innovation Week, which is a large innovation conference. We had five thousand people last That's year. Amazing. And they did a story about the conference, but and we gave them a press pass. We gave all the media press passes, but not all of them could make it. And some of them told us straight up, listen, we're going to cover this, but we may not be able to make it to your events. It's not that we don't want to be there. It's just that there's only so many reporters yeah. and so much time in our day. So if you, so you have to do the work. You yes. can't expect the reporter to yes. do all the work. If you will take the pictures and send us a write-up, just like Stacy just yeah. said, then we will be happy to cover this because we think it's important and we think it's newsworthy. And you could also perhaps like even live stream a portion of the event yeah. for, for them to see, which, you know, again, find out what portion they might be interested in and then and then give them that video asset and then they may even include it as as a live link which is which would be great yeah that's a great but idea. but you know what to me it's like anything that lives online is national so for example 
when I googled your company I saw the Stanford Advocate article so the great thing about getting online um, news articles is that when somebody googles your company they are the first couple of pages of search is the articles float to the top mm -hmm. but also when you send out news releases through PR Newswire PR web they they have clout so they also float to the top yeah. so so let's just say you sent out a news release about being number 300 what was it 300 out of three out of 4,000 applicants we were one of 323 I I love that yeah. I love that and the great thing is that conference actually provided us with a press release template to use That's to, great. to put that out. So if you are speaking, this yes. is the other great thing about speaking. It, it gives you warm leads that you yes. can get business out of, but and boost your credibility and do branding and all the, yes. the every, the, there's a lot that goes with public speaking. But in addition, if you're speaking at um, well-established events, well-established conferences, things like that, they generally have a media kit. And if you ask for it, they'll share it with yes. you. Yes. Yes, ab absolutely. Yeah. And just in terms of, of speaking, because that's a whole nother area. If, if any of you do want to go out and speak, you should create what I call a speaker's profile, yeah. which is just like a one page, um, you know, so it includes, it'll include your picture, a, um, a an abbreviated bio, and it will also include all the topics that you can speak on and also the venues that you've spoken and you know yeah. even I've, I managed to fit in to my speakers bio a couple of, of testimonials yeah so so again you know just make sure that it's it's all about packaging yep and I'm just for those of you that are watching here you can see I'm maybe turning away and taking notes because there's so much knowledge coming out of Stacy and we could sit here and talk forever and this could turn into a three-hour podcast but we're not going to do that to you <laughs> what we will do is i promise we're going to have stacy back because there's tons for us to be talking about um, but before we wrap up i do want to have one more question for stacy which is for those people out there that have that are new to all of this public relations stuff what would be the number one tip you would give them for getting started? What is the first thing they need to do to really get started with PR within their company or as their personal brand or whatever it may be? The first thing is, is to create a, a roadmap, a strategic plan, because, you know, um, if, you, if you just jump into the tactics, you're gonna end up backpedaling. So starting out with, again, you know, what are your objectives? And, and again, you know, a lot of times because we are an integrated, uh, you know, PR marketing firm, this is really part of your content strategy. But even before you jump into your content strategy and, you know, everybody talks about it and, and we create content calendars for clients, you want to figure out what are your objectives? And everybody's objectives are different, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could be getting more clients, if it's healthcare, um, getting more patients, nonprofits want to rate, you know, raise more money. So really define your objectives, make them as quantifiable as possible. And, and then also really think about your target audience. 
who do you want to reach? Yep. Because that's the only way that you can pick the appropriate media. Mm -hmm. So you really need to distill that. And then you know you you want to also think about what are the sticky messages. You know, so what are the messages that are going to represent your company um, the best possible way and show your value? You know, because just saying you know I've been in business for twenty years. That is, that's really just a feature of your company. You really want to show what is the benefit of your right. company. So you always want to be armed. And you know, again, we didn't even talk about the media interview, but you always want like five to six key messages. And these key messages, you're going to make sure that you use in, in all of your different touch points. So you will, want to use it on your website, social media, if you're if you're blogging, on on podcasts and in media interviews. And so this is what makes a coherent brand. And only then can you dip your foot in and get into the tactics. And of course, you know, one of the first things is now that you you know your target audience, what is the media that is going to reach them? create a media list. It's so easy these days. I mean, we have a database decision because we live and breathe it. But if you just did a Google search and, and said, let's just say, you know, you, you were um, having an event in Chicago and you wanted to find out the media in Chicago, Chicago top media, you know, you'll have a list, you'll understand like the circulation or the impressions of, of that media. And again, you want your media list to be tr traditional, meaning broadcast, print, but also online, but also these days, a lot of our media also includes influencers and bloggers, yeah. of course. And, and again, you, um, once you have that list, you can figure out what is happening at your company that has news value. And think about news, the word new says it all. Yeah. Is there anything new? Has there been an expansion? Is there a merger and acquisition? Is it a milestone anniversary? You know, think about what is, is new in your company and then you can package that, that information. Yeah, and to your point, it's, I, I've worked with so many clients when I was doing marketing for corporations and then when I was doing marketing as a consultant and people like to make it all about them. We've been in business for 25 years, for 30 years. We have all these awards that we've won, and I actually wrote a post on my LinkedIn about this titled, Nobody Cares What You're Selling. Yeah. Because it's yes. true, they don't care about your product, they don't care about your service, they don't care about all the awards you've won, exactly. they don't care about um, how many years you've been in business. That All that is secondary, because as Stacy said earlier, people purchase on an emotional level. Yeah. The first stage when you're looking yeah. into the persuasion funnel is connect with people on an emotional level. If you look at some of the best advertising out there, you're like, look at Apple. Apple's a yes. genius at this, yes. right? They, they sell the emotional value of taking a video on your phone and going everywhere and putting a video together in time for the holidays that makes your whole family cry. They didn't once talk about how many megapixels the camera is <laughs> yes, or how true. many frames per second yeah. it records or, or, or any Nobody of that. Cares. Nobody right. cares. And, and, at and, the end and, of the right. day, if you're a professional photographer, you might be looking at that. But that's that's not the people that are buying iPhones. right? And, and you know and what? So, you, make, you make such a great point because at the end of the day, as a professional marketer, if I'm trying to sell you something, I know that I have to get inside 
your mind and think about the what's in it for you. Mm -hmm. But you also said something like so key. It's like as you're packaging your your news, put it through the who cares test. Is anyone going to care about? Because as you yeah. said from the beginning, you know, we ha Americans have an attention span of 10 seconds, which is the equivalent of, of I think about like, a hundred words, you know, which you, you can't get your, you know, you, you have to figure out the, the messaging has to be really strong, powerful and relevant to your audience. Yeah. Yep. And we could go on and on, yes, we and can. on about this. I could go down a whole nother rabbit hole about features versus benefits. So we are definitely having you back. Stacey. I would uh, and welcome that opportunity. Yes, Thank and you. I know our, the listeners would love that as well. But um, we're going to leave it here. And what I want to do is if people want to get a hold of you, if they don't know where to start and they say, Stacy, help me. <laughs> how, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? What's your website? What's your phone number? Like, what's the best sure, way to contact Sure, absolutely. You the, the website is cocommunications.com without the hyphen, cocommunications.com. And uh, telephone number 914-666-0066. All right. Well, great. And thank, thank you. you for being here. And thank, thank you, you for everybody for tuning in to this episode of Coffee and Conversations. And I'm Shannon Daniels. And make sure you tune in next time. And the next time you have to give a presentation or do public speaking, check out in captive so you can use that to engage your audience learn more about them improve your presentations going forward and most importantly be able to convert those audience members before they walk out the door get them yes. to buy what you're selling sign up whatever it may be so have a great day and we will talk to you next time <laughs>